I feel obligated to say at the outset that I have not been uh, in Argentina. <laughs> I've been in Brazil and Terre Haute and Paoli and Corridon and a few other places. But Brazil, double N diner, Route 40. Um, I wasn't planning to have anything to say today, but uh, based on uh, statements made yesterday by the House leadership, I feel I really need to now. Incredibly, I hear it said that this special session might not end by June 30th, might go on 40 days and 40 nights, might go on beyond July 21st. Uh, I never expected to, uh, anyone to say such a thing. I still don't expect that to happen. A very reasonable compromise I think I made has been extended in many, many ways by the Senate leadership. The Senate is ready, the House Republicans are ready, and I'm ready to finish and go home. And we're waiting only on the House Democratic leadership, which hasn't budged an inch and has uh, wasted a lot of time and taxpayer money this week. Um, I want to assure the public that if, amazingly, they choose not to act by Tuesday night, vital services, the most vital services, will continue. By that I mean uh, the state police will continue to patrol the roads of Indiana, that it, prisons will remain open and uh, no one will be uh, either released or unsupervised. Public assistance checks, we believe, can continue to go, including unemployment insurance, to those already qualified. The National Guard, the Department of Homeland Security, and the Board of Health will be available on a standby basis. We believe we all have the legal authority to do this and the financial means to do these basic and minimal things. But other things would not occur. And if the 1st of July were a Friday or Saturday next week, we might wait. But I don't think we can wait any longer to let the public know of the risks so that they can make plans. The parks would be closed. Uh, the BMV and all other state offices would be closed. The casinos uh, would be closed. The um, lottery would not operate. All state employees, aside from those directly related in public safe, to public safety, as I outlined, uh, would be furloughed. This would be an incredibly cruel and unfair uh, result. And um, again, we appeal to the House Democratic leadership. They would be the only reason this would happen. It remains an unacceptable option to me, to the Senate leadership, to the House Republicans, and I know to most citizens of this state. Um, and I continue to hope, expect, and predict that it will not come to this. But I didn't want to wait until 24 hours before um, this remote possibility uh, could occur to let the public know that uh, what the consequences would be and that we're ready if forced, and I stress forced, to do this. Then what about schools? What about them? We couldn't send them any checks. So the about what authority, um, obviously yeah. LSA has come to a different conclusion? No, they haven't, actually. Um, uh, we looked back at Senator By, uh, now then Governor By, faced this in 1993. And we looked back at contingency plans they made, including an LSA um, decision at the time, or opinion at the time. And um, it has to do with the fact that there are monies that are continuing appropriations and that do not expire on June 30th, and that the Board of Finance 
uh, could move these uh, to uh, in extreme emergency circumstances. And this would start with a declaration of emergency at 12.01 that I would issue on Wednesday if the House uh, refuses to act. And uh, we would be able to shift on a limited basis funds from that are uh, legal under continuing appropriations. That nothing had been done because I couldn't believe, and I still don't believe, that the House leadership would force this to happen. May I stress, if it should ever come to this cruel and unfair outcome, the responsibility will be 100% on the House leadership. And I just don't think they, I certainly know firsthand that many members of that caucus do not want this result, and in fact, do not want a budget that will bankrupt the state. But to my amazement, this whole week has been wasted along with many taxpayer dollars and there hasn't, with a generous compromise sitting in front, that bill would pass. I am completely convinced we know this. I think the speaker is, un, is afraid to place that compromise before the House because it would pass and this would all be over. So I still expect a more positive outcome but after I read what I saw what I saw last night, I realized that I may have misjudged, and it may well be that their leadership is willing to inflict this pain on Indiana. I appeal to them, please, uh, let's not do that. I just wanted to clarify, you said public assistance yeah. would be for those already qualified. Yeah. So no one can apply for unemployment or be Right, under the law, only a state employee can can declare someone eligible. What state employee, however, would be making those transfers of funds? The actual payments for unemployment and food stamps, for instance, are federal dollars. And you know, we're simply not going to have people going without. We, we believe we can at least continue payments, which are uh, in most cases electronic these days, to those who have been found eligible and deserving. I see there's a State Board of Finance meeting posted for Monday. Is that put some of this in place? That would be a time at which the necessary yes. emergency actions could be taken. What happens if the House sends some form of budget late Tuesday? Would you rush to sign it, or would you have to put anything in place? They know what I'll sign and what I won't sign. I won't sign a budget that bankrupts Indiana and forces a big tax increase. I won't agree, as they suggested, to rating teacher pension funds or uh, highway trust funds. They know exactly where the lines are. Almost anything within those lines I'm willing to sign. And, um, but by the way, the Senate is equally firm that all sorts of compromises have already been offered and are possible within those very simple boundaries, but we've watched a week dithered away without a word of cooperation from the House. And now to hear that they'd like to, they might want to stick around well into July, um, I hardly know what to make of it, but uh, it sort of forced us to uh, um, say things and, to think and plan for things that we hope not to ever have to do. But just procedurally speaking, do you, do you need to sign a budget before midnight on Tuesday? No, don't have to sign it, as I understand, before midnight. They have to pass it before midnight. I would sign it just as 
quickly, assuming it's acceptable, just as quickly as possible. No, it's a dangerous, it's more than a dangerous game, but is this a bargaining chip, do you think? Is that You're asking me to psychoanalyze this? No, I, no, I can't comment. I, I don't know. Again, I, I'm, uh, I've said all along, I can't imagine anyone would uh, want to put the state in that position. It's the, I've said it's the unacceptable outcome. Senate feels the same. House Republicans feel the same. And I think a majority of the House Democratic Caucus feels the same. But to, uh, to see this very revealing interview where it's clear this is not everyone's point of view left me astonished, but uh, that's what uh, persuaded me we ought to at least put in, in preparation steps to protect the public and uh, also to put the public on notice that, astonishingly, the, uh, we can't promise them that this will not be forced on us. Why would they, why would they, they cannot operate without uh, law enforcement on the site. We've checked with the, uh, it's very clear. Both, the same is true of the uh, tracks, too, by the way. Um, they cannot operate unregulated or unsupervised without the law enforcement, and they were state personnel. So they would all, be, they would all have to close at 12 midnight. The same rules that allow the uh, state police to operate would not allow the agents to operate, particularly... I don't, consider, I don't consider casino gambling essential to public safety. I mean, well, I think, uh, again, we, uh, we might pattern it after the notice that was, was ready and waiting back in 1993. Uh, but this, in this era, I, we believe we could reach most uh, state employees uh, electronically. Uh, haven't made any decision. Again, our fervent hope is that it never comes to this. We've done everything we know how to be reasonable and forthcoming. The Senate went further than we did, and I have said that's okay. So we're doing everything we know how to prevent this from happening. There'll be only one reason it would ever happen. And we're appealing uh, to those who, uh, who seem to find it acceptable to uh, come off of that position. Would local courts have to shut down because of the payments and prosecutors? It's a good question, and I don't know the answer. We'll get, we'll get back to you. Does that mean that you're meeting with some individual Democratic lawmakers to talk to them about voting for this budget? Uh, I have, but it was in the course of my travels, and I, I'm sensitive to their position. I didn't press anybody um, because I know that uh, the risks they take if they ever consider um, an independent stance on, on an issue like this. I can tell you this. Uh, I know to a certainty there are many Democrats in that House caucus who are not comfortable with a bankruptcy budget of the kind that has been pushed through their body and would vote for a reasonable compromise like the Senate has offered. We could, this special session could be over in five minutes if the leadership in the House would put that, but, that Senate compromise on the floor. Will this come down to you making a phone call uh, I've tried what I know how to try. And um, I think at this point it has to involve um, the, the people who have put us in this position, uh, searching their conscience, really, and seeing if they really want to continue to put politics as they see it 
ahead of the public interest. By the way, I don't see the politics this way. Becky and I have just been all over the state. I haven't, I haven't had one person say, spend all that money, blow the reserves, raise my taxes when you're done, when you're done doing that. I, I don't find that sentiment anywhere. There's an ocean of sentiment that says, I'm glad Indiana's still solvent. I'm glad we're one of the few states not raising taxes or slashing education. Hold the line. Don't let them spend it all. It's been a while, but I've, you know, I've tried and I'm always willing, but, um, I talked to him, yes, when, at the time I submitted my budget. Mm -hmm. the, the second, I'm sorry, the second submission. Yeah. Has he rejected me? He hadn't asked for any. If the, if the speaker on Monday or Tuesday puts the Senate budget up and says he will only provide three Democratic votes, is that an acceptable position to you, or is that just more brinksmanship? I'll leave that question to uh, Leader Bosma, but... Uh, you know, he just ought to let people vote their conscience. And there'll be a lot more than three. Do you have an estimate on how many state employees would be brought We'll get you one. It's there are about 30,000 state employees, and there would you subtract corrections and the, and the uh, enforcement part of the state police, and there wouldn't be too many more. Uh, Can you go over again, or, or maybe your mm -hmm. Right. Not that we wouldn't add more to this. We, we've been working on this. Again, uh, it, this is a backup to a backup. I didn't remind you, but I, I will now, that in addition to the Senate compromise, um, there is the continuing resolution. If the, speak, if the speaker doesn't want to allow a vote on the, or, or agree to the Senate uh, compromise, you can always pass that, and none of this will occur. So this is the, this is the third and last resort, um, and, and we may identify other things, but the ones that we've been able to identify so far, the things that I simply will not allow to lapse are the protection of the public, that means the state police, that means Homeland Security, Board of Health, and National Guard on standby status. We believe under emergency powers we can call them into, the, into action if, if needed. It means the correction system, at least that part of it necessary to operate prisons, make sure that, that um, uh, we have good security. Um, not much, and, the, and, and whatever it takes to get public assistance out to those who are qualified. That's the list of Yes, and let me just mention another very cruel impact of what is going on. I ran into this in multiple places during my 12-town trip this week. You've got students who have no clue how much state assistance they'll have for their tuition next year. And, and some students aren't sure whether to enroll at School A or School B, or uh, what other financial uh, arrangements they might have to make. I mean, there is an enormous human cost to what's going on here. And it's bad enough they didn't finish in April. And then we're still sitting here with the clock ticking and 100 hours to go. And then to talk about rolling this whole thing on into July is just unthinkable. And I never imagined anyone suggesting such a thing till 
last night's report. Eric, if it'll help, we'll send it 1.38 on Tuesday afternoon. How's that? that does yeah. What about, um, uh, because the BMB won't be open, people who can't um, renew their licenses, are they going to be liable for that if they're arrested or not? I don't know. Well, I'm researching whether we could simply uh, um, uh, uh, waive uh, any penalties or enforcement on people who innocently uh, we're caught in situations like that. It's a very good question, and uh, I think that we could probably handle that through, let's call it prosecutorial discretion or law enforcement discretion. But um, Okay, thank you very much.